The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. Super 16 is the cream of the crop. College football time of year don't stop. With Christopher Zurich, just another go dome with the courage. Heart, skill, and will. Bringing you the best 16. Serving up a plate for the football teams. Breaking the best 16 college teams. Football fans, this is the show with your dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week seven of the Super 16 show. And we've had some amazing, amazing games this week. Probably one of the best weekends I've seen. And we've seen some really, really good teams. Excuse me. Some really good teams fall. We have a couple of debut folks to the poll. But a little bit more importantly, it's exciting to have this type of action in week seven. Um, would like to thank our folks for the uh, from the National Football Foundation and also the Football Writers Association of America for allowing me to give you my top 16. And I would be remiss if I did not mention my super producer sidekick, Phil Atoshin, DDP Draft Doctor, Phil, you want to jump in here and talk about how exciting this week of football was. Hey, there you go. Yep, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yo, I like wow. it too. Wow. I, li- I like when I like you're loose. I like it. I like it. I like it. I love football, baby. <laughs> Everything football except the Bears. Except the Bears. Except the Bears. <laughs> what a weekend of college football. Coach. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. You oh my know, gosh. It was it's outstanding. Every time it's like I always compare it to um breaking bad. It's like those final seasons they just keep one upping each episode with another one. Seriously, trying I mean, to keep you up. It's almost like, you know, hey, last week was awesome. Then all of a sudden this week in the thing that's I just think is amazing, think about the the, the folks at um, University of Tennessee, right? I mean, they have basically back-to-back. I mean, game day was there, and ESPN, ESPN's game day was there like twice in three weeks. I mean, that does not happen. And, right. I mean, there's a possibility that they could be there again. It, it's a distinct possibility. You're, you're talking about the hot streak, you know, and – all the stars are out. Everybody loves a winner. You could see that come out. It's, but it's like you know, you and I pull for the underdog. But in this game, you're just watching a battle of will. I mean, I put out watching that game. I mean, that's what a quarterback for me looks like in Bryce Young. I yep. mean. This kid is cool as ice. He is anticipation balls all over the field. The one where he's just stepping up 
to run and finds the tight end. And I mean, <laughs> you, I was talking to people. I'm like, listen, I've, I've been wrong about a few quarterbacks in my day, and I'm sure there'll be a list of them that I was, <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's in regards to what it is they have in here. Right. Like, the mental fortitude is a test that I think a GMs get exposed for what they think they know versus what they do know. So, right. you know, for every guy I miss, I'll always say, well, I was a guy standing alone for Josh Allen, and mm -hmm. now you see who he is. <laughs> you know, those types of things that I've learned as I've grown, what are these boxes that they check? And in a loss, even in a loss, Bryce Young just and there's this isn't any disrespect for the kid from Tennessee because he played oh my outstanding. god, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you, you and I were talking about him last week, like transfer from Virginia Tech, and he's just fitting into the philosophy of what they want to do, and he made some amazing plays. But there's something to be said. I don't care how tall Bryce Young is. I don't. Bryce Young to me is clearly the first quarterback you take. I haven't seen this kind of. I agree. Wow. I'm just telling you, if I'm a GM, Ooh. that's the guy I'm fighting. Who, you, who do you got? Who do you got? I still, I mean, CJ Stroud still <laughs> is just me. Stroud. Even on, I do, I do. Even on a bye, I mean, mm -hmm. which, which, which they had this week. I like I mean, Shroud. Here's the thing. Anticipation throws in the NFL. Bears fans are seeing it now. I did a whole breakdown on our patron side of Justin. Justin has to start trusting himself to throw sure. in anticipate, especially when your O-line is garbage. Right, right. right? Your, your O-line right now, I mean, that is the most pathetic performance I've ever... I don't want to spoiler alert my tape breakdown, but it all starts up front, Chris. Right. That's the title of my breakdown. And oh, it, nice. It's the truth. I mean, what it's hard to get a fair assessment of Justin Fields, and there are Fields supporters like that are crazy mm -hmm. that are going to go out and threaten your family if you critique the kid. <laughs> and there were Mitch Trubisky fans like right. that. But right. for me, it's never about the person. It's never personal. It's never me wanting to be right, so I switch. Oh, I make make right. them look bad right. because right. I want to be. It's always about the tape, thus the network. And when I see this, I see Justin not believing in his feel for the game. That's the thing that Bryce Young has. He well, okay, feels the whole game, and he allows himself to be a part of it. Go ahead. Right. No, no, no. And I agree with that. But as far as Justin Fields goes, yeah. I mean, whose fault is that? Is that the coaching staff not putting him in those situations? I mean, I, where does that lie? Uh, it lies at the feet of the GM and the coaching staff, no doubt. I've, I have a lot of DMs today. I think maybe one of them might be in the 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 chat tonight 
saying, you know what? I'm coming on to your side now. See, for me, <laughs> the dark side. Tevin Jenkins is not only your best offensive lineman, he has the temperament, the personality, the athleticism, the strength at the point of it. Oh, wait, am I checking every box, Chris? To be your blindside left tackle. They chose, and we had Thomas Jones, who was one of the most outstanding interviews that we've ever had on the show. No next offense to, me, to next you, to me. Next to me. Next to you. Damn. I'm, you know I'm right here, right? You know. Hello. <laughs> hey, you know I'm, I'm right here, right? You're, you're always great. Damn. You're, you're, you're family. Damn. But, yeah, it was outstanding. But because he talked, he opened up the curtain that he'd never – he said, listen, I've never talked about this, but on this forum, I'm going to talk about it. Mm. And he talked about Lovey Smith and Angelo and all the politics that were going on that go outside the game of football. And those politics invade the culture. Of course. The locker room. Right. The mental fortitude that it takes to get through these games. And to be a part of them, to give your body up, to make that little bit of an extra effort on a block that's needed. The the politics ruin the game. So it's so important that the Bears stop going down that route. But I, I'm scared because of everything I thought Eberflus stood yeah, for right, is right. falling by the wayside. And it starts with Tevin Jank. He's your left tackle. All of these guys that have tried, I've coached offensive line. I've been around it my whole life. We can disagree here and there, but at the end of the day, it's not even close. If you think he can, I mean, Braxton Jones is a fifth round draft pick out of Southern Utah that has a high ceiling of talent. He just doesn't check off all those other boxes. He's not strong. He's not, he doesn't have that competitive switch chris like someone gets in your face okay you i'm coming next next play we'll take care of this but tevin jenkins has that and he has athleticism whatever personality or whatever conflict they had affected their decision there i don't like what the offensive court offensive line coach is doing mm -hmm. and it's no one i mean it's all on our video, it's all on our shows. It's me talking about what I was afraid of, and it's come to fruition because now Justin's affected by it. Because it's not cliche. It's true. It all starts up front. If you cannot protect the quarterback, passing game is going to be destroyed. Yes, you can run the football. Yes, there were signs that you could run the football. You still see it, but there's backs that they've got two really good backs obviously you know what i think of david montgomery that cover a little bit of the warts of missed blocks if all you have to do is watch my video breakdown of this offense and you'll understand not only was it pathetic it's an epic failure it's a it's freshman football that is it's like how and it really does say a lot about justin fields it says what a competitor he is mm -hmm. how tough he is you know, and it is a hard place to analyze this quarterback in the future of the Bears because of how pathetic your offensive line is in fundamentals, in fundamentals, and just pickups and toughness in pass pro. And 
I'll say this, Chris, because I don't want to spend all night talking about the Bears, but I know you give me my little rant, and I have to say this. At the end of the game, you obviously should have beat the Commanders. There's no doubt. As a coach, you go in, and you're going to say one thing to the reporters, but another thing to your staff, right, right? right? We all know that. But I felt like this is the first I mean, there was other kinks in the armor for me, but this is the first time you knew you should have done something that you didn't. So you have the opportunity to send the message culturally to the locker room, to your staff, to the players that maybe aren't buying in or on the fence now because things aren't going. And we all know everybody comes from different backgrounds and beliefs, and there's all these different personalities that a coach has to handle as the CEO. It's very difficult. That's why it's the most important position aside from quarterback. It's the most important free agent you ever have, the head coach. He coming out there after the game and listing all the positives in that pathetic loss was just one of those moments where you just shake your head like you are and just, that ain't the way you're going to win here. Not in this city, not in the NFL. Not as a co head coach. That might work as a defensive coordinator standing in front of a group. That might work there. But right. as the CEO with the fans on National, on Amazon Prime or whatever, everyone watching, you should have won. You are the biggest problem always. You say that. And and you, have, you acknowledge the pathetic performance on the offense. You don't have to name names. You don't have to point anything. Offensive line, receivers, we got to be better blockers, tacklers. We were pathetic, and it won't happen again. Now you sent that message. Now, now we're, you know, gonna go. If they go out with the same line on Monday Night Football again <laughs> versus the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, and they go out there and put those same five guys out that you're. You're going down the same clown right. show you were with. I don't care who you put out there. It can't be those same. It's right. so pathetic. It's so bad. I could fix this offensive line. People laugh. Oh, it's. A, I know I can. I know I can. I know that they would get the best that they have. That's all I want. Your best at their best positions. I don't think that is too hard. That's where politics is coming. Well, Phil, what do you mean politics? Well, Braxton Jones is a draft pick. You drafted him. You want to shine your, your butt a little bit? He starts out there, plays great. No, he's killing your quarterback. He goes to the bench. He learns from this. If he doesn't learn from this and you worry about his his feelings, he ain't the guy then. Right. Right. right? right. You got to work harder. And – I every week it's consistently consistent. Number 76 is leaps and bounds better than everybody out there with effort, technique, fundamentals, assignment. Now he made some mistakes. No one's gonna be perfect. I'm not expecting perfect, Chris. Right. But it can't be that pathetic. I mean, it is horrific. I'll send you the link, Chris, to watch the video break. It's like every play there's a breakdown and somebody just it's just like this isn't the NFL. 
So it's got to improve, and sometimes it improves by benching somebody. And right. listen, Sam Mustafer, probably the greatest kid. He's just not it. And Lucas Patrick is terrible at guard. So if Lucas Patrick is a better center than Sam, then put him there. Right. Right. Don't make six problems for one. Right. It's this is what's going on, and and it's the it's more important than Justin Fields right now that you get this offensive line manageable, like average. But the crazy thing is, Chris, you still should have won with that pathetic performance. And that says a lot about certain, you know what I'm saying? You know, as a, I know as a coach, if my offensive line was that pathetic and we still are trying, it says a lot about Justin. So as Ticky tackies we want to be, and you know I keep it a hundred. There's no okay. I'm I love David Montgomery. Let me not talk about David doing something bad. It's just the truth. That's it. So it's got the offensive line is the biggest concern out of a lot of concerns, and it's a huge one, and it affects your ability to understand if this guy's your future, because. Let's just say it. I mean, you are going to have to figure out, are you going to be picking in the top five like Jacksonville every year? Right. Is that your goal? You ain't going to do that and t- take over the North. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's my mini rant, Chris. Mini rant. Mini, mini okay. rant. I got it all out. You did. And you didn't listen five minutes. That's awesome. I'm proud of myself. As you should be. But listen, it was an exciting time, and we'll see. The the college was, like, so good that it made the Bears game even worse for me. It's like, well, and, and I also want to reel back something. When I said – when I was kind of joking about C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I obviously love me some Bryce Young. You know that. I mean, I, I loved yeah. him last year. Yeah. But stat-wise, CJ is doing some amazing things. But as you and I both know, I'm all about intangibles. Right. And I still love me some Stetson Bennett, right? And so he's nowhere in the the realm of kind of the the top two or three Heisman um, candidates. But I think he should be there. So I am all about intangibles. I love me some – right, some because he reminds me so much of Jalen Hurts, which – it was my first kind of look at this calm, cool, collective quarterback at Alabama. Right. I mean, he was Mr. Chill, and, I mean, I, I loved him for that. So, yes, I am a huge Bryce Young fan and know that um, he's going to do well, but I can't wait to talk about that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, one last point about Bryce Young that I think needs to be made, you know, when I sit and analyze quarterbacks, there is what Chris is talking about. Those intangible things are the complete opposite of what a 40 time, how fast, how tall, all how strong, all of those things go out of the window because the most important trait as a quarterback is decision-making and accuracy. Those things those underline intangibles. So 
this kid is highly intelligent. He's highly accurate. And when you throw in these instinctive point guard-like intangibles, then you're on another level. I mean, that's what makes um, our guy in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, so good because he has such a strong arm, but he has the intangibles and these instincts like a point guard that he can understand what's going on over there, but looking here to go there. Mm -hmm. Those things you can't always – it's the hardest thing to teach. Right. You can get to a point where you've, you've taught it through – film and getting smacked and missing it and missing it and then finally getting it. but when kids are born with that they've been playing so long and they're yeah. so good at yeah. you can't teach that and that's why I've, I'm excited about Bryce Young so much so and that performance even though they he did it in a loss is just shouldn't go away no not at all Right. I think yeah, like what what do he have? Um he I had know. I didn't even know his stat line. Four hundred and fifty-five yards. Four fifty-five. Four fifty-five against the top five team in the country. Unbelievable. Damn. And the other kid is is really oh, great. Absolutely. Hooker, he had yeah. a great game. Absolutely. You know, and but the decisions and the intangibles and the accuracy. And again, being able to throw anticipation balls, just knowing that it's what makes Rodgers who he is. And he kills you. He kills you because he anticipates. You hear that term, throw somebody open. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding that, okay, the curl is coming here. But if he shorts to where it's supposed to go, right. it's going to possibly get batted down. If I throw it two yards outside, I force him to go there, and I've thrown him open. That's what Bright. Just telling you, can't love it. Love it. Well, I love this. Are you ready? I am start? ready for the Super Sixteen Pooh! show. Show. Absolutely, it is ready. Let's start. With number 16, Chris, this is a heartbreak. Number 16, Penn State. And we talked about this. I mean, I, I talked about this being a, a game that Michigan needs to be really careful about because I didn't have a lot of confidence in Michigan's last game against Indiana. And it was like, you know, hey, this is going to be a huge test for them. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Oh, my God. I mean, at 41-17, I mean, it was – they were rolling. They couldn't stop the running back. I mean, it was – it was. I think they had two running backs Yeah, they what, over like 150 or something like that. Oh, my God. Their offensive line. I mean, Jim has them. Michigan? Yeah, Michigan – Michigan's offensive line is what it is. Uh, but you're right. Penn State has these two backs. You're expecting them to do big things. They benched the quarterback in this mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Our guy. Our guy, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't agree with that move. I'm like, just run it out with them. But, listen, Penn State, you're coming in as the number, I They're think, number four rushing defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Coming in there, stopping the run. So you really thought it was going to be 
a, I thought it was going to be a closer match. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, I thought it was going to be a, a huge test for for the Wolverines, but you know we were yeah. we were wrong. And I think, I mean, the way Minnesota's playing, I know they lost. Uh, I think their last game, but I mean the, the way Minnesota's playing, I'm expecting to roll the boat. PJ Fleck to kind of maybe come over here and take Penn State out of the Super 16. It's Penn State. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I don't know if they're going to have quarterback controversy. Is there any <laughs> news breaking of that yet? But that's never a good thing on the college level with a senior. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I was expecting a better fight from Penn State. Yes, I was. But you'll be happy about our next team. Number 15, Syracuse. The Q finally made it. They made it. Hello. Where, Hello. Where the Q's in the house. Where is he? I confirmed that Shane did not storm the field. Oh, he did not. Okay. He did not. Okay. But he did hustle to the locker room. I mean, the buses to get out of there as quick as he could. But <laughs> singing the Syracuse fight song with his son, Riley. Nice. They were in attendance there. so That is awesome. You got to like cues, man. They're I on a roll. I mean, and, and we like Dino. this. Like, there you go, Dino Babbers. Uh, we, we like this, some NC State. But, you know, what happens, man? You get knocked oh. out of the Super 16. That team that beats you needs some recognition. And I know we talked about this before, but we had a chance to look at the teams that Syracuse played, and they were not that impressive. I mean, let me see. We can take a look at – uh, down the street, Syracuse. <laughs> the Q's. You want me to pick um, up the the game? They play Clemson. Yeah, this Saturday. Well, beat right, Purdue. This, right, right. Okay. They yeah. Exactly. Thomas Jones, Virginia. UConn. Hello. I mean Wagner. See Wagner. So how can you look at that schedule? And I remember you talking about Louisville. Louisville. I, know, I know. Time. I know. I know. You're at talking that about time, that. an unranked Louisville. Unranked Louisville. But at that time, they played them. Yes. Louisville, we were shocked that Louisville got smashed. That is true. That is very true. it was to open the season there. Yes. I don't remember if Louisville was ranked at that they time. They were not. They were not. Okay. But I do understand that. So the fact that we can now be excited. They're in. Excuse is in. So that, that's in. a good thing. And that might be one of my top five games because they're playing Clemson. Hello. It's going to be a huge, huge game. Huge game. Huge. Huge. Number 14, USC. Okay. Now, if no one likes college football, shame on them. Because after watching this game, mm -hmm. oh, my God. I mean, th this is just, you want to talk about a game for the ages. Yep. And it was interesting because I don't know who played the late game last week, but this was a late game this week, it, although oh, yeah. it wasn't that late, which is great. I mean, it was all types of exciting. Um, students were nuts. It was at Utah. At I mean, Utah. It was – I mean, I'm surprised um, Whittingham still is there. 
because I thought he'd be gone a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I bigger think school, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, but I mean, maybe if, even if not out of the conference, then a better school in the conference. I mean, I, I don't think he's bringing Utah to like the top. They're always the two program in the country. Yeah, they're always on that precipice. Right. They're like eight. Right. Right. Always, right. You know, exactly. They're, they're very like well coached. Eight to twelve. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe he's doing enough just to keep his job and getting paid, right? I mean, you know, who knows? But after this game, I mean, the idea that uh, he he went for two, I mean, I knew. I mean, like, you had to. You absolutely had to go for two. You were That's at home. Crazy. You had the USC team on the ropes. Oh, I mean, I was, was cheering for USC. Exciting. It was extremely exciting. Now, how could you do that? How? I, won. I wanted them to win. How? I like all goods up at top. I like this. Four well, playoffs. I know they're making the playoffs bigger. Well, I, I mean, obviously Caleb Williams, and it's interesting because now I love Caleb too. But I mean, he was he had uh 380 yards. He's um, a football player. He still He's has another one guy. Reception. He's another guy that just has that intangibles. He could throw the Heck out of the ball. He's accurate. He's athletic. He throws anticipation throws mm-hmm. continuously. Uh, but, well, yeah, yeah. And I also kind of think about, you know, what we've heard with the coaching and the players getting these crazy astronomical NIL deals. Right. And then all of a sudden you get this team called Utah that actually beats them. You know, it's just kind of like the, the, the David and Goliath idea of you know you have a chance to have this kind of smaller lesser known team kind of do it and, and they did Lincoln Great game Riley kids flying I mean, home on his personal jet right, exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, that was one of the more exciting games uh of, of the weekend and they're gonna have a buy so you have a chance to kind of lick their wings and they're gonna play Arizona which I do feel sorry for Arizona because they're gonna have to prove themselves because not only to our Super 16 poll, but, you know, the, the nation as a whole. Exactly. Let's go to number 13. Number 13, Oklahoma State. See, another one of our favorites, man. This, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. And they played a team that, you know, was basically kind of unknown to the Super 16 but may not be now. Right. But they wound Ooh, up Baylor? being. <laughs> Who? 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 Right. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. I mean, you want to talk about kind of, and I think we, we mentioned this last week, that, you know, it's one of those, I mean, Gundy is the type of coach where he may not be able to win that big game or keep it this consistent. And we actually kind of saw that. Um, I mean, I, I was, that game came down to the wire again. Again, again, exactly, exactly. This kid, they went for two as well. TCU mm-hmm. in their home, Texas Christian University, the Horned Frogs. Mm-hmm. They were out there playing, just like you said, punch counter punch. It was one of those games that came down to the wire. The great story on that is this kid was the second 
string quarterback. Right. Right. That's coming in, you know, from TCU. So mm-hmm. it's like to hear and see this game was really intense. Oklahoma yeah. State, I, they keep they get to this point. Right. I said right. it to you. I'm like right. Gundy. Gundy. Well, and, and think about the second team guy, right? I mean, the idea that he's going in in this huge game. Right. I mean, how many reps did he have that week, you know? I mean, and that's what I think about. A lot of folks might not understand that, but, you know, your your second-team quarterback, and God forbid your third-team quarterback, because your third-team quarterback is, like, literally holding the clipboard. He may get one rep, and that may be goal line, and then he's done for the day. Right. But you want to talk about how many reps, like, your number two guy gets. I mean, if there's 11 reps and your third-team guy gets two – or one, how many reps do you you know do you think your your second team quarterback is getting? Maybe three, maybe. And so he's able to walk in there and really kind of show out and you know overcome a, a, a highly ranked you know Oklahoma State team. Listen, you you determine yourself by your performance. This. The stories always change. Drew Bledsoe, oh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. These stories are always seen as fairy tales, but then if you look back, you know, Mickey Mantle, Wally Pipp, these these stories, when you have the opportunity to perform, get out there and perform. This kid did. Oklahoma State, two unbeatens facing off again. What a tremendous! You had Michigan, Penn State, then you got TCU, Oklahoma State, you had Alabama, Tennessee, and these games were all being played under the brightest of lights. It was such a great weekend of college football and undefeated. Speaking of undefeated, oh, number eleven, UCLA. Max Duggan in the house. The QB for for TCU, I mean, again, I mean, uh, again, being able to kind of shine on that stage, I mean, that that's it's fun. You still, you still love that. Hey man, what about UCLA? Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. Well, since we covered the TCU Oklahoma State game, let's go ahead and move up to number eleven. I did number. Number 12, TCU. I messed that up. I That's apologize. Okay. That's okay, man. Because they were both everything. playing each other. This is the first time for everything. Your only mistake you've ever made in the history of the TTNL network, you know. I don't know about that. Only mistake. But listen, yeah. TCU, yeah. Oklahoma State, back-to-back yeah. in your bowl. See? And TCU's debuting in your poll. In the Super 16 poll, which they should. But it's going to be interesting because they're going to be playing a good Kansas State team. So let's see if this runs true. Can they stay, Can they last? Can they last? In the Super 16. Can they stay in the Super 16 poll, Joe? Can, can. Ranking. Hello. There you go. Our lady of the house has entered the building. Hey, she has arrived. 
listen, she had to do her grocery shopping. She had to get some things done. Hey. A new night this week, TNL. Right. Super well, 16. You know, and then even next week, you know, yes. we'll, we gotta go we'll be hanging out on Tuesday, Tuesday night. next week. Tuesday night, we'll be hanging out. Because on Monday night, we'll be hanging out as get, again as well. That is very true. So double, we double about a number 11. Sorry, I pressed the number 11. Let's do it now again. Okay. Number 11. Number 11. UCLA. Number 11. UCLA. 11. See, that was good. Okay, so they move up three spots. After bye week, they didn't play anybody, but that's what happens in the Super Bowl. Hey. Oh, when you get teams that play like crap or they get their ass beat, then, you know, it, it doesn't matter if a team plays or not. They still need to move up. So They can move up. They, Baylor moved up and lost. Who knows Ooh. what's next? No, Ooh. I'm joking. Hi. <laughs> who? Who did you mention? I don't, know. I don't even know who you're talking about. Chip Kelly on a bye moves up in the Super 16 poll show. How about it? Coming out of the the blue. Nobody had UCLA no, doing anything nobody, this nobody. year. Nobody did. Now you can ask. I mean, now they're ranked higher than SC. Are they going to give SC the run for the money? I mean, what about That's that going to be a great How game. How about that game? But That's before that, a, before yeah. that, Notre they got to play a really good Oregon team. Oregon. Oh. Next week. Oregon. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. So it's not thing. They got to win. Exactly. They have to beat Oregon. You're right. So let's hurry up and get to Oregon. So let's let's get on. Let's get to number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Wait for it. This is another bi-week move. <laughs> These guys did not play and moved up two spots. But pulling the George Jefferson. I'm moving on up. Yes. Moving on up. Yes, see? Benjamin knows what we're talking about. Uh, again, we're just excited that dude's back. He's able to play healthy, and he's kind of doing well. Um, they're going to play kind of an average Boston College team this week, so you know we expect them to win. But mm-hmm. as we've seen, as we know from Notre Dame's experience uh, this week and in the previous weeks, um, regardless of what the team's record is, they still may lose. So, you know, it, it's an issue of will will Wake Forest kind of bring it for Boston College? Got to do it. Got These to. The, this is it. I mean, we say it all the time. You got to perform when you're – Given these opportunities, like Iowa every year, seven and zero, eight and zero, they go to play Iowa State, they get knocked out. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. play, you know, Minnesota mm-hmm. and lose. You right. can't do it. Got to right. win these big games. Right. Wake Forest playing BC, they're always tough. Or you just have to be the better team. Or do like a Georgia does and keeps that boot, that still tip boot. <laughs> <laughs> on somebody's neck, and they're not allowing them to get any breath, man. They're not allowing them to breathe. And they're rolling on people, man. And they have another shutout. So, I mean, what prevents teams from doing that, right? And you can look at and say, oh, well, it's a talent, right? Because after Iowa's first unit, excuse me, after Georgia's first unit sits on the bench, their second team guys come in there who were five and four star guys who are just waiting their turn. They're going to, they're not letting teams. 
score. But I, I digress. Um, I digress. We're finished, we're finished talking about Wake Forest. Let's jump up to my new favorite team. Number. My, my new favorite coach that has balls the size of coconuts. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Utah. Utah. I mean, Utah. I mean, again, I mean, who does that, right? I mean, it's it's a perfect situation. I was talking to one of my boys on the phone. He was like, "No, nah, they're not gonna go for it." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? How do you not?" I mean, it's a perfect situation. You know, you have the momentum. You're at home. You're home in front of your fans. Freaking blackout. I mean, everybody's. This is this is this is your time. And look what happens. I mean, great game. Great game. Great game. He has. Oh, Utah has always been very well coached. Right. You can just see it. Right. But it's what you said. Do they always have the talent? Mm-hmm. It's not like they have garbage talent. Right. It's not like, but they're never, ever getting over that. Can they do it? Can and my boy Cameron Rising, who I think is just his look, man. He looks hilarious. Oh, my God. He has over 400 yards and is now at 1,900 for the season. And he's an athlete. Yes. He can run and move and make things happen. I like that kid. And and it's interesting. um, After the game, they were talking to the coach. And the reporter was like, you know, hey, you know, how did you know you wanted to go for it? And he was like, Cam's the best competitor that he's ever been around. And when you have that person at quarterback and he's saying, you know, hey, we can do this. Let's do it. I mean, and he was like, there was no doubt we we're going to go for two. And when your head coach has that type of confidence in you, but when, but more importantly, when you show that you're that yeah. type of leader. Yep. He believed in you. That's where you have those intangible boxes checked. There you go. And, and this or is the thing. And, and I know we don't, we don't talk about this a lot, but, you know, because we're kind of in the moment. But, you know, 10, 15 years down the line when this guy's, you know, in some great job, I mean, he's going to think about kind of like this moment for him, right? You know, how his coach, the whole team, you know, the whole school, they were all behind him. And he actually, regardless of how their season finishes, I mean, the idea that he was part of this this great win when, when they took down you know, USC, I, f- I forgot how many times they had lost to USC, but the the idea is kind of like that lasts. And yeah, believe absolutely. me, I mean, I've, you know, I'm over 50 years old and uh, Pat Terrell, who played for us, he played safety at Notre Dame, um, you know, he's known for the play, which was knocking down Steve Walsh's pass to Leonard Conley when we played Miami in 1988 for us to win the national championship. I mean, that was the one play that defined him, mm-hmm. but, I mean, also kind of elevated his, you know, confidence as well. So, and he's extremely successful now. But I, I, that was just a little sidebar. Let's go to number eight. Number eight, Oregon. Again, another move up because of the buy. Hey, man, you know what? Every team should just get a buy and they move up a couple a couple slots of the give them a buy. Post. Give them buy. Give them all buys. Give them all a buy. <laughs> well, think. we love Oregon because Bo Nix has had this kind of resurgence after being at it was Auburn, right? 
Yes. Where he was the 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 heaven sent the God sent from Auburn and he, he was gonna be their their next another bow at Auburn. Exactly. And look, look what happened. So he bounced out of there after saying that he was born to be a war hawk or yeah. what is there? That's war their Eagle. War Eagle, sorry. Is it war Eagle? Yeah, it is War Eagle. Yes. And then have an opportunity to kind of excel here. Um, after Coach Cristobal rode to Miami, I mean, this is this is exciting. This is this is always exciting. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot to talk about. That I wanted end. to talk about this tight end too. Thank you, Dude, Ben. Two hundred. What do you have? Two hundred eighty-six, I think, or something like that. Two hundred. Some. Come on, freaking amazing! Just, you could just tell. Thank this you, Benjamin. Such a great talent. He was crying end. after the game. I mean, come on, man. I mean, just, come on. Fluid athlete. Uh, what was his name? I I wrote it down in my notepad. I'm like, this is a guy we got to watch a lot of tape on because what a talent at tight end there, at Utah. But Oregon has a lot of talent. And Bo Nix leading Oregon. Leading. Who does Oregon have this weekend, Chris? Who do you, you think? Know? They got BK, Brian Kelly's LSU. There it is. And that oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm is sorry. that what it is? I'm sorry. No, no. No? It's number 11, UCLA. We, we, we just talked about that. That's this weekend. Yes. Oh, that's the – so that'll be later in the show. That'll – yes. But still – UCLA, Bo Nix, UCLA, boom. Because we just talked about how you're saying that UCLA, UFC games going to be great, but then I said, no, wait a minute. They still got to get them some more. This, I thought it was a little couple weeks down the road. It's coming up this weekend. Jeez, yes. there's a must see game this weekend, and Tell it may that. happen to be on my top five. I'm just saying it, it, it might be. be. I'm just saying. Be. Might just be. Saying. Let's go to number seven. Yeah, number seven. Ole Miss. We have your boy Dart and Dart. Uh, Crazy-ass coach. My boy, Dart. Kiffin, I mean, he's not throwing up great numbers. I mean, he had three touchdowns, only threw up 130, but they did beat them some Auburn, which kind of puts them in a situation. Now they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing LSU. House of Lane. The House of Lane. Jump around in the House of Lane. Which I think is pretty cool. So we haven't heard any crazy stuff from him this year. He was doing some crazy things on the side. Like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. He's doing burpees, well, like, like CrossFit. Nationally, though, we haven't heard anything. Yeah, which, which yeah. I think is kind of interesting. Maybe he's actually matured. Well, he did call out his fans when ESPN was at the building. They're like, I can't believe there ain't more people here turning out for us. He's <laughs> fired up. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, he, he did say that. <laughs> so, Lane. Exciting old miss. They play good defense too down there. So that's why you have them up high on your list. Hello. You know, I love I like the kid Dart. He hasn't put up the numbers, but no, he has not. But I mean you 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 cannot count here. out, you know, Lane's team. I mean, it's just it's, it's crazy. Yes. Let's go to number six. Number six. Alabama. 
Dude, this is Alabama's second drop in a row, man. Oh my god! Like, like what's what, what is going on in Tuscaloosa? And Nick, what? But I say that in jest. Like they, they don't deserve to be in the top two, top three, right? Because they've had way too many close games. And see, here's my feeling, right? Like there's only so many games, or there's only so many opportunities you're going to have where. The 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 field goal is not going to go in. The wind's going to move the ball. Somebody drops an interception. Somebody doesn't make a tackle, and we've seen that, right? So, so they've like they've used up all of their their good luck for the football gods. Yeah, and look look, look what happens. A uh, Tennessee comes in that no one thought was going to happen, right? I knew the game was going to be tough, but listen. The only critique I have is that running back from Bama needs to get fed a little bit more yeah, in these situations. He's so – oh, my God. There yeah. was one play, Bryce Young hits him in the flat, and he's kind of like striding, and he's outrunning people. Right. And then he turns on his third <laughs> gear. And it was like, I haven't seen a back that fast. It's I big. Mean, it's big. And I'm like, this dude, whoo, that's some speed there. That is some speed. Alabama. It's just, and it's, it's, exactly, D-Rock, that's exactly what I was going to say. Watching them hurt themselves. Right, exactly. Because they get the interception there, the games, right. they're mm-hmm. winning. We knew the thing. And the thing about it, Chris, like, it seemed to be playing out as it always does. You're in a tight game. You fumble the ball. Alabama right. picks it up, scores. Right, exactly, Goodbye, right. guys. Yeah, right, right. Thanks. Exactly, exactly. It was a tough one. You gave us a challenge for mm-hmm. 58 minutes. Right. <laughs> the game is 60. But to get to that point where, you know, the penalties were killing them. Uh, yeah, Gibbs. Thank you, Ralph yeah. Gibbs. The kid is just an amazing talent at running back. We'll see what they do moving forward. But to Chris's point, I'll just say this. This is where Alabama gets serious now. And then how do you get up from this? I already believe you already heard me pontificate about Bryce Young. So now you get, you know, the rest of the season, the SEC championships come around. Then the story of Alabama gets retold again. That's the greatest thing about all this stuff. Right. Uh, We see where it goes. We see where it goes. Well, and that's what kind of the reason they've been consistently great, right, is Mm -hmm. that they're able to come back from situations like this and, you know, he even talked about it. He said, you know, hey, we have – we still have the West, and mm-hmm. our, our opportunity is going to come when we play in the SEC champion. Or he kind of alluded to it. But that's really kind of – you have these types of tests through the year, and, oh, good God, they're going to make you stronger. And so now you're going to be in a situation when you get to that game – or when you get to another game where you're going to be your 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 back's going to be against the wall, you know what to do. And so, but surprisingly, after Notre Dame kind of excuse me, after Alabama kind of fell a couple spots, 
again, the second year, second week in a row. This hasn't been done since we've been doing the show. Exactly. Which, which I think is kind of a, a, a new dawn for a new day, so to speak, when you have kind of people that are usurping kind of uh, that, that, that Alabama's uh, dominance of the West. Listen, the name Alabama is synonymous with winning. You can't deny it. It's become like the Yankees in my childhood. They became the evil empire to everybody else. Sure. But they kept winning. It's like New England. Dynasties. Mm -hmm. Winning. You know, right here in my backyard. Alabama is that. So until that coal has been doused in water, their flame is always going to burn. And that's where college football's greatness will shine in its biggest of moments. Now, they decide how they go. We'll be here, though, to watch it all. I'll tell you that. Well, and oh, by the way, I mean, this is the last point. I mean, you're still talking about Bryce Young and what he accomplished. I mean, oh, by the way, in a loss, he threw up 455. So, you know, bam. And was there. Pardon me? And was could have easily right, won right, that. Exactly, game. exactly, exactly. So defense makes you know, a play, their corner. He definitely is not out of the Heisman watch. No. So let's move on to number five. They play Mississippi State. Yes, they do. A good Mississippi State team. Yes. Who may be ranked in another poll somewhere. I don't know. Let's go to number five. Number five. Clemson. Okay, now, this one was a hard one, man. This was a hard one to rank, right? Because I'm all about, you know, the performance you have that week. You know, what are you showing me? But, like, the the teams that are above Clemson and the teams that are behind Clemson, man, I think they're kind of in the right spot, right? I mean, you know, DJ's obviously doing really well after you kind of doubted him and he heard you and said, you know what, I'm going to go prove DDP wrong. And yeah, so he's obviously he having a stellar year, but the, the idea that I mean they are, I mean what is it like a, a touchdown between um, or one touchdown above um, an unranked Florida State team? Do they deserve this ranking? But obviously couldn't put them any higher. But then I don't think I could put them lower because. Alabama, even though Alabama lost, I mean, I know, would have put Alabama, in my opinion, in front of them. That's okay. I'm just you're allowed to your opinion. That's okay. I'm good. I'm good. My, I would have voted Alabama five. Okay. Everything else so do far. Do tell. Do tell, DDP. I agree with every ranking that you've had so far. Just except for, for this one. Jeepers creepers. Exactly, Jeepers Creepers. Really? Okay, well, so we, we have a little conflict, a little controversy on the Super 16 polls set. The set? On the set. But I I mean, it's 1A B to B right sure. here. Sure, I I'm just, if I was to look at these two teams, who do I, if Clemson's playing Alabama this weekend, who is Chris picking to win? See, I mean, after kind of seeing, but, but see, I have to kind of take it in the, the entirety. It's not just yeah. one game for me. So, right. 
we've had what three let's say two really close calls with Alabama and a loss so like literally we also had a double overtime with Clemson right, versus right, Wake right that's very true a, a so ranked, ranked, ranked team yep and they only beat Florida State by what four six points what was it correct yeah so yeah touchdown yeah 34 28 mm-hmm. so Listen, uh, Benjamin, thanks for reminding me about that. Thank you. I, I was doing fine until you reminded me of that. Thank you. Notre Thank Dame you. goes to Syracuse in two weeks. Yes, they do. Well, no, no, carrier oh, dome. no, in two. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, I am not bailering this pick. Wow. Is that a thing? That's going to be a thing now. <laughs> bailering. How, how are they? How was. How is Clemson still even in the top 16? <laughs> wow. Baylor ain't like that. Okay. Hey, man. I liked them till the end. I liked them till the end. Now they're like number 40, 48. Now. Where's Notre Dame? Number 47. Notre Dame. I think they should be a little lower this week. After they got down to 50. Demolished by one in four. Stafford oh team. my we, god. We will get to that later. We will get to that later. All right, let's go to number 4. Let's. Number 4. Michigan. Now I do have to apologize to all my Michigan fans out there. I thought they're going to have a tough game with Penn State. I, I I really did. And I'm looking at my notes and last week I said that I'm kind of nervous this is this is going to be one of those games but oh, was I wrong. So huge, huge shout outs to our super producer, Cherie, who's a yes. avid Michigan fan, and my boy Rick DeLeon, who's Rick. a huge Michigan, Michigan fan as well. So they stay put, however, at number four. Again, Wait. kind of tricky situation. Did you I move them up? I, how am I supposed to move them up? Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Took down, took down the no, giant. No, I, I understand. Tennessee overcame demons exactly that have exactly. haunted that house. See for centuries. Well, what was the last? I think what did they say? Two thousand six or two thousand seven, something like that. Oh my God! They remember that? Remember Poltergeist, the the little lady that yeah. came in. Step yeah. into the light. <laughs> Step into the light. <laughs> Finally, Tennessee stepped into the light. So I can't debate. But Michigan, I got to say this. Michigan's offensive line. You talk about you. contrasts because you there know you how there I you. was, Chris. I'll bring it back to the Bears for you Bears, man. I wanted – Everything in my power to Jim Harbaugh coach the Chicago Bears because I knew fundamentals, maniacal understanding of personnel. He doesn't care what star you were coming out of high school or not. They go out there, you play the fundamentals, and you do it. And they put a absolute abuse on Penn State's run defense that was ranked like number four in the country. They were stopping them. They made them look like Towson State playing Michigan. It was like Sam Mustafer's brother was getting bullied wow. like his brother out there. It's like, wow. I'm 
Just keeping it real. Those guards, that center, boy, big O. Sign me up for some big O. Oh, my God. I love Michigan center. Like, he's my favorite player. That's just, awesome. You got to love it. So, so Michigan. Is, is he comparable to your Iowa center from last year? The Iowa, the Iowa center was so dominant in strength at the point of attack. Okay. It's like. Big O is so athletic and strong gotcha. that he's not there yet. But yes, what, what year is he? Do you know what year he is? Oh, that's a good question. Cherie, can you find out? Big O, center, starting center, number fifty-five, I believe, uh, for the Michigan. One of these guys will know it. Uh, but yeah, Linderbaum from last year from Iowa, I mm-hmm. loved. Obviously, he goes to. The Ravens, the Ravens have another amazing draft. But here we are, Chicago Bears still needing <laughs> center. I loved Creed Humphrey uh, before that. He's starting with the – like I could pick out centers now. I will i don't think I've ever missed on a center. Really? Ever. ever. Okay. So when I give Big O some praise – it's a well deserved. I know he's got a uh, Nigerian last name, so that's why they call him Big O. Okay. Um, Cherie is looking for his year. I don't know where he's at. Will he and, be in and, and see if we can get a, a correct pronunciation because I can't wait for you to try to. <laughs> I'm going to try. He, uh, that he sets the tone. I'll just tell you that. You could see that his movement, those guards and ta- the left tackle. They had a highly rated left tackle, this Samoan kid out of Texas, from Texas. Uh, he ended up transferring to Minnesota because he was beaten out by the left tackle who starts now. And that kid is outstanding. Okay. Too. Nice. So their left tackle, all of them really play well. Their right that tackle. Hey. And that was the, they won the game up front. They won the game up front. Anybody have any questions about <laughs> Michigan? They were Michigan's answered. offensive line. Michigan's they're running backs, though. We, and we should they be ranked higher? Is, is, is the question. But. No, I think you the step into the light, Tennessee Volunteers. You can't overlook that victory. Your well, number one. We team. haven't even talked about that. We haven't even talked about number three yet. Let's go to number three. Number three, Tennessee. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, there you go. Thank you, Sheree. She Thank got you, it. Sir. There you go. He's a grass. So there you go. He's going into the draft. Your boy, Hendon Hooker. Alawa Timmy. There, there you go. Tiny, Timmy, okay. with Timmy. All right. I'll tell you. Big O. How many touchdowns do you think Hendon had? Just say it. Six. Tennessee quarterback. He had five oh, against okay. Bama and put up Hyatt. 285 yards. How about that receiver? Oh, my God. This Come kid. On. Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, that this, was... is, this is when it gets exciting, right? When, when you have teams that are able to topple – the blue bloods of college football the last umpteen years 
and, and now we're seeing that they are human and yeah. there are teams out there that, that have talent. And oh, by the way, this is year two for Josh Heupel. Year two. You could see, I saw it last year, you and I watching them. Yep. You could see that their intensity, mm-hmm. their preparation, you know, Tennessee always is fluttered with these talented athletes every year. But this year, you see kind of interesting, the, but here's the culture. The Go ahead. So the AD, so he he's from UCF, uh, Central Florida, University of Central Florida. The AD from UCF gets hired at Tennessee, and then the following year, guess what happens? The coach from UCF rolls to get a bigger job to the SEC in Tennessee, and oh, by the way, year two. Here we are. Top three in the country? Did you see the video of the AD? Smoking a stogie? Yeah, and then they ask him about the field goal posts. What do you think about that? He's no, like, what do you say? He's like, I'm just loving this, this moment or something like like he didn't care at all because the win was even bigger than the cost oh, of replacing right. those. That's well, here's the thing, and a lot of folks might not know this. So the NCAA, they find schools for allowing the students to run on the field. Yeah. I don't know if you How that. are we going to stop them, Chris? It's more dangerous if you stop them, right? If you try exactly. to stop them. I mean, I, I, was seeing, I was seeing some some stuff on social media. Some of the girls were getting trampled because they were in the front row. Oh, my God. And, and they weren't moving. All of a sudden, you saw them rocking. All of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. They were, they were going over. Oh but, I mean, God. at that point, you can't hire enough security guards to, you know, keep – 80,000 people in their seats? Are you kidding me? Come on. They were, the fireworks are going off. The lights go out. Exactly. And the fans Come just exploded me? onto the field. On. There's no Come way. And then I saw a little uh, little video of them taking the uh, the the uh, the goalpost down to the river or something like that. Yeah. I think they, they were going through the, the stadium? They're swimming with the thing. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. But see, that's what college football is about. And I, oh, I yeah. do have to say, when and this this happened years ago, and I knew it was something special. When Lane went to USC from Tennessee, yep. When they announced it, he was still in the football complex. They surrounded the football complex. They were like lighting mattresses on fire and shit. Yeah, like he they couldn't were, leave the building. They were fired up, but dude. And dude, that's cool. That's what that's what this they love their about. college football. That's what college football is about. I you love the I love did you hear them all singing it? Yes, a cappella. Yes, that was Come a on, great man. moment, Come too. On. It's like this is the what whole crowd. About. Even Chris Zorich's notes would have sounded perfect in that wow. chorus. Yeah. Do they need wow. a reminder? Let's go, Notre Dame and Somebody had that queued up. Thank you very much. Thank you. I should have known that because I was kind of out of left field. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, it's always queued up. Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Very anytime much. we want to watch it again, right? I was very fortunate enough last year to sing the seventh inning stretch at the Cubs game in Chicago, and go ahead. People were like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "No, no." I was doing. I was doing. Hey, there you go. Yep, I like it. I like. <laughs> Terrible. I was doing my impression of Will Ferrell doing 
Harry Carey. So he wasn't right. It wasn't Harry Carey. It wasn't it singing. It was Will Ferrell's version. It was Will Ferrell's version. Yes. Okay. Everybody. Oh, it was it was great. He was great. Anyway, thank you yeah. for giving me that trip down memory lane. Real quick. Real, real quick, quick. Lane. Quick. Lane quick. left. He's at old miss. There you Tennessee's go. back. Heupel was a Heisman candidate. Now he's a coach. Fireworks. One other thing. Yes. Uh, do you remember? Did you ever play video games in college football? I did not. Video? You never were into video games or anything never. like that. I never played Damn. video games. As much right. of a nerd as you are for sci-fi and all that, you never for comic books and stuff like that. I was busy reading comic books versus you never played video. Well, well, honestly, we couldn't afford video games when I was a little shorty. I mean, other people had them, but I, I would watch. Well, <laughs> sorry, I needed them. Okay, and there was a game. Before it's now, I guess the college football game is coming back out, which had been disbanded prior. Right. But back in the day, my day, it was Bill Walsh's college football. Okay. And I loved it. You can run the read option. You could pick what offenses you nice. wanted to run. You could nice. match up any team. They even had Hofstra on there, for God's oh, sake. Oh, that's why you liked it. No, I didn't play with Hofstra. But anyway. You didn't play with yourself? Great. No. Oh. <laughs> the game had, if you won like a season, they would the fans would storm. Oh, really? Pull down the. Well, that's great. It was so great. That's great. And you would live for that. So that's what I was getting to. It's just a part of college football and the tradition, almost like cutting down the nets for the NBA or the college basketball. So check this out. This is a sidebar, but it just kind of, kind of talks about how schools are different. Yes. My daughters are junior at St. Mary's. Mm -hmm. And when Clemson lost to Notre Dame, she was a freshman. And that was in a couple of years ago. So that was right like during COVID where people didn't know what the hell was going on and stuff like that. And so they only allowed faculty and students in the stadium at that point. And there were clusters, so you, you could only sit in the clusters. So she sat with all of her girlfriends, right? Like four or five girlfriends or whatever. And at the end of the game, everybody stormed the field because we won. Mm -hmm. So a couple of days later, she gets uh, some mail through campus, and she has to go uh, in front of, like, the, the academic council, or no, the student affairs council, and explain why she stormed the field. Hoorah. What the hell? What? So now she's a freshman that just gone through COVID. She's like, man, I hate this school. Are you kidding me? This is oh ridiculous. I, I mean, come on. And then it was crazy. I could see because... Pacino in the freaking scent. <laughs> Hoorah. Remember? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, and then it's it didn't go into Fender. The AD talked about how he was there in 77 and they, they stormed the field and everything else. And he was like, oh, how could you not? You know? And then it's like she's, her and her doormates get uh, – it's somebody turned them in. I mean, but I was just oh like, what? My you know, God. I mean, I mean, granted, it was during COVID, but still, I mean, it's just kind of talking about a little dichotomy. Here you got an AD smoking in the in the locker room going, <laughs> of course, why not? I'll pay that. I'll pay that fine of 60 grand for having the students – Bring her in front of the, the student council. Amazing. Amazing. So that was a little sidebar, and my daughter's probably going to kill me for mentioning that. But 
I love it. Who's number two? Let's go to number two. Who is it going to be? Who would it be? Number two, Georgia. Okay. Georgia. Same spot. Played Vanderbilt. Who's our number one? Played Vanderbilt. Beat the 55 nothing. Next. That's all it took. I mean, but you kind of assume, right? I mean, you know, he finally is over 2,000 yards. Still only has one interception, which is great, but let's move on. Number one. Number one. Ohio State. Now, I think someone made mention, and I think we should also talk about how they stay put at, there we go. After a bye, and they have your favorite team, Iowa, this week. Iowa, Iowa, I-O-W-A. You mentioned how you may have a different number one. Yes, I could see Georgia being number one. I could see that too. Because not only did they do what you said goes in your scale. Yes. They beat the living crap out of someone in the SEC, Chris. Yes, they did. And I believe that was... Ohio State had a bye. Right. So I would move Georgia to number one. After they beat Vanderbilt. Hey, listen. Jay Cutler played at Vanderbilt. Gary, where are you? Okay, well, all right. I mean, okay. But let's let's take a look at the schedule. Wow, I'll never forget. I'm gonna stop. Will Notre Dame beat Vanderbilt? Oh, they don't play Vanderbilt. Oh, oh, hey. So, would you rather have a 55 nothing score of Vanderbilt or a Michigan State score of 49 20, or a Wisconsin score of 52 21? I mean, these are teams that are somewhat have been somewhat powerhouses and some kind of good teams here. And after your Georgia team had a hiccup, Georgia against also Chris in my debate with you. Yes, please debate with me. Are the defending national champions? Yes, they are. So on a bye, let's move down Ohio State. Can we do this now? Write it in. Move down Ohio State, put Georgia number one. No, it's your poll. It's his poll. No, no, no I'm fine with that. But what, what happened with I'm just week... playing devil's advocate here? Oh, I, I and I'm glad, but like week five, yes, they just beat Mizzou by three points. So, <laughs> which is why they kind of like okay, who has up. Ohio State played? Did they trip up? Who's Ohio State played? Let's look. Let's look, please. Toledo. Yes. Samford. Georgia played Samford. Rutgers is Kent your litmus test. Kent State. Va- Rutgers is the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. <laughs> Kent, but they oh. Georgia played Kent State. Kent State's tough. Yes. Obviously. Kent They're the State. Mac champions, right? Kent State, Mac champs. Now, okay, so if you want to go by ranked teams, Toledo or Kent State? 
I don't want to walk down this down this path though, but I will do it. No. In honor of my Super 16 poll show. Yes. Georgia did beat a number 11 Oregon. Oh, opening day. On opening day. Who did Ohio State beat on opening day? I forgot. Let's look. No, let's not look. <laughs> let's look. No, let's not look. You don't want to look? No, I don't because I already know. Was it? <laughs> Who was it? It was the number four team in the country or five team in the country or something like that. The number 47th team. <laughs> So that is the reason why. Okay. So the O State crowd is on my side because you were on you last week, Ohio State. Yes. They stay the same. They stay this the is your last the week. Your right. top four stay the same. Correct. Bama and Tennessee flip flop. Flip flop. Flip flop. Hey. hey. Ole Miss State. Ole Miss State. Yes. Let's go to this week. Look at Hello. it. Watch. We go. can do tricky switch. <laughs> tricky switch. The tricky switch. Tricky switch. Is that what Hit they call the tricky, tricky switch, switch button? <laughs> There's Penn State number 16. Syracuse, the Utah. Orangeman. Utah. USC number 14. The Trojans. Where's Kevin Wood? Oh. I don't know where he's at. 13, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys. 12, TCU, the Horned Frogs. 11, UCLA, the Bruins. 10, Wake Forest. Hey, they're there. 9, Utah. Wake Forest, we could remind you, as Chris and myself were just rooting for them, the underdogs last year. Yes. They're continuing. That coach is building a good, well-coached culture. Yes. Down at Wake Forest. It's good to see. Eight, Oregon. Or nine, Utah. Eight, Oregon. Utah. You love some Utah. Some Utes. Remember the Utes, Cousin Vinny? <laughs> the Utes. <laughs> Utes. Then there's Old Miss, Lane Kiffin, Alabama. Nick taking a what? deep step back. Taking a second second step in a row. Taking a deep step of, he's playing the trust game with Chris Zorich. He's going to fall <laughs> back. Is Chris going to catch him? Clemson. We're in a resurgence with their quarterback, DJ. Michigan. You know where Cherie's heart's at. Big Blue with Big O. Tennessee. The Volunteers. Will they continue? Oh, my God. Remember, there's no moral victories, Bears fans. We oh, we totally forgot to mention who Tennessee's playing. Who are they playing? UT Martin. Ho! Hey! I wish they were playing Jackson State. That's wow. who I want Tennessee to play. Deion Sand. I want to see Dion out there. Hey, speaking about Dion, him. did you have a chance to see the 60-minute thing yet? Oh, my God, no. I didn't Georgia, see Georgia, Ohio State. Rounding it all off. What did you? What do you? What did you want to? What are they talking with Dion about now? Just being at HBCU and the success and all other stuff. I mean, I didn't, long, I didn't have a chance to see it. So, how long is he staying at HBCU? Uh, what, what time is it? Yeah, let's the condensed I mean, version. Nine. No, 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 I'm just saying. Like, if somebody offered, he was looking at jobs last last year. On the low. Right. So, I mean, the idea that 
You know, so it, 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 but however, he promises to these he kids. Did talk about it. Well, however, he did talk about it. So okay. it's actually He's an interesting good. article in Sports Illustrated. I will send it to you. But send I just heard me. he had a 60-minute one. I got to watch the 60-minute. Yes. I I want to share next week. We need to talk a little bit about Dion Sanders. Okay. I will I'll share I'll my thoughts on Dion as well next week. Speaking of thoughts, Chris, we always, every week, if you're new to the show, real, real quick, we Uh-oh. go to Chris Zorich's. However, before that, we're going to talk a little bit about my wonderful Irish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was there, and it was pitiful. It was just, it was, it was Jeepers Creepers. Ooh, let's keep on playing that one. It was just Jeepers Creepers. You're absolutely right. I mean, it it was so, and I just think it's kind of like a a disorganized, and then we're talking about the offensive side, disorganized. Just, I mean, there were times when the ball was hiked and the receivers were still in the stance looking over the sideline. I mean, that's a discipline. That, that's kind of running through it. And, you know, it was interesting because somebody made a great point. I think it was Ryan Harris was talking about, he, he does radio for, uh, for, for Notre Dame, was talking about that Tommy Reese doesn't know how to coach a quarterback that wasn't like him, right? Yeah. And so what we got to realize is that you know, Reese played for Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly made him the the, um, the OC. I mean, all he knows is what his abilities are and what the, the, the philosophy was for Brian Kelly. I mean, there, there, there's no diversity in his resume, right? And so he hasn't gone to some other school and not necessarily taught somewhere or not coached somewhere else, but coached a different type of quarterback, right? I mean, he's... He's not sure, and it's interesting because somebody talked about how the the, the same situations that that they find the current Notre Dame quarterbacks in were the same thing that was happening to him when he was playing. Like he wasn't getting to play in fast enough. They weren't. I mean, it was just kind of embarrassing. And I feel sorry for Marcus because he's put his faith into. Now, did they force this marriage, or was it? Marcus, well, I like, don't is know it one of those? Listen, you keep. I'm not, I'm not that behind the scenes, but, okay. but, well, but well, I mean, begs that, that the was question. Topic. That was Does a topic be. because mm-hmm. I mean, the media talked about it. That and the athletic director said he had a conversation with Tommy before he had a conversation with who he was going to have the head coach as the head coach, which was Marcus. So that's a little backwards to me, uh. but. You know, now we're seeing there you go. Now we're seeing what's what's happening as part of that, right? Is that you know the, this huge offensive mind that everybody thought Notre Dame had now. I mean, he even said he was going to unleash, you know, kind of what his ideas were and what he wanted to do that was new. And you know, you're seeing it's, it's just not happening. And so, you know, but give Marcus credit; he's not he's not throwing him under the bus yet. But and he's taking all the punches, which you know is great for a head coach. But at the end of the day, you know, in closed doors, I'm sure they're having conversations like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Like, you know, what are we doing?" And when you aren't disciplined enough to get the ball out at a certain amount of time, I mean, and it happens several times during the game. I mean, 
you you can't something has to break and right. you know they're, they're, and so it's, it's kind of interesting because uh a lot of folks are blaming offense a lot of folks are blaming marcus for just saying you know hey you know you need to put a stop to this and let's run it this way as but i have to kind of say that you know he's not that that offensive mind and i'm not expecting him to become this offensive guru in the you know 11 12 months he's been the head coach it's a tough situation. Uh, my two cents aren't going to help you in this. Um, but I always believe. I always believe the head coach is responsible. You have Absolutely. to. You can't. Can't two platoon it. You got to say this is what I want to do. This is sure. offensively what I believe. Schematics and all that stuff, X's with the O. Right. There has to be some sort of agreement of how philosophically you are going to run the offense that you, if you specialize on the defense, that you're going to be on the other side of the ball. So it's a definite become a chess move for coaches where now the offensive coordinator can take the fall and you get that could be the right. the move. But again. I look at Notre Dame, they have this tight end that I think is – I would love to have him on the Bears as opposed to the tight end we have from Notre Dame. Hey, hey, he's Mayer. still a domer. Still a domer. Mayer, Mayer, right? Not John Mayer, but kid Mayer. That kid's a baller at tight end. And exactly, Joe. And you have to – that's your identity, that tight end. So your offense – that's where you need to run and scheme and do the things because you got a good back as well, uh, Mike. Well, and it's hard because I mean, the, the, well, you got to demand that now. It's like no. Well, the game before that, I mean, they were rolling. Offensive line was rolling. I forgot how many yeah. yards they had on the ground, but then all of a sudden, B Y U. All of a sudden, they came there with this this supposed passing passing attack, and you know you lose to a one in four. Stanford team, and I think at one point, I think and let's they just say lost this. to like a, a division one team, and like, or they haven't won a division one team, and like that was their Super Bowl for Stanford. And Shaw right. is a great coach to me. Again, he's hindered by some of the recruiting qualifications at Stanford, so you get a certain type of player. But I've watched Stanford. Their fundamentals and how they teach, mm-hmm. are, and you, and it showed up. Right, it showed up against Notre Dame. So, which which you have to have because if you don't have the athletes, exactly, you have to make sure you, you're fundamentally it's, sound. I always kind of show. I always I always laugh at real quick. Make this point because the real NFL, quick. other than NFL, you can't teach that. Nobody knows everything. I don't know. I go to coaches' clinics to learn techniques. I mean, I, I was learning these rugby style tackles which are different now and they're trying to incorporate some of this so you're learning these techniques in order to teach and become a part of what it is you your philosophy is long story short army football is always my example for anybody like if army's doing it your job in the nfl your job at old miss your job at notre dame is to do it like that if right. your kids don't buy into it, then get another kid. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care how many stars that these kids come out with over there. You know, um, here's this hat. 
no, here's that. I don't care about none of that. Come play football for Notre Dame. You are going to be a better man. You're going to be a better football player, and we're going to do it. The the guy, I don't care if he's a walk-on. He's right. starting if he comes in here right. and competes. That's the message Notre Dame has to get back to. The Tommy Reed, let's throw the ball. Let's do this. Let, let's have bigger aspirations. There's one way to win, and that's, you know, the Notre Dame way. You got to you got a great offensive line talent there. That's how you're going to win and you got probably top 2 tight ends in the country. Right. Come on. Make it happen. Make it happen. Anyway, my and mini rant with they, you on Notre they, Dame. I love it. I love it. And they play a, a UNLV team which they should just dominate. But again, I said that about Stanford. He so. said that about Stanford. I mean, you just hold your breath. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, man. It is. It is trust it is me. Hard. I know. Okay. So we, <laughs> yes. And actually, that, that, we'll talk about that. I mean, that was me talking about how the defensive linemen were in we're the getting end zone blown up against Marshall. 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 I think they Marshall, won, like, Marshall, Marshall. Wow. Which which Marshall won, I think, two games since they, they beat the crap out of their name. So come on. Oh my God. It, it's been a, it's it's been very, very frustrating for me as a alum and gigantic supporter of the university. But I've hey. all faced in the world of my boy Marcus Freeman. I, he will do well. He just needs to tighten some things up. We'll see where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish go. I know where we're going. Well, hold on. Well, right before oh. that, Luke Holtz was five and seven his first year. So let's just let's just use that as a reference. Not saying we're going to be five and seven. I'm just saying. Well, just saying. I, I asked you after Marshall, are they going to let this guy go? And you were like, no, come on, no. we got to. Here they are after Stanford. Stanford's a rival game. It was Stanford Super Bowl. Now. Marcus in this situation on the offensive side have to be addressed. Yes. We'll yes. see where they do. Yes. Let's go to the let's go to something that needs to be addressed. Another segue, a double yes. segue. Real quick. This is gonna be real quick. UCLA, Oregon. That's gonna be the game. There you go. We referenced it when we were talking about super Oh, 16. Knicks. It's going to be Chip Kelly. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, that is the game. Then you got to see if Alabama will, will take it to Mississippi State after this loss. They're going to have to prove themselves. I would hate to be uh, the, the, the the mad doctor at Miss, Mississippi State because they're just going to come out, and I think they're going to come out and dominate them because, I mean, they have to. They have to prove themselves. I then know. we have an interesting game which is going to be Iowa at Ohio State. Iowa. Iowa. I-O-W-A. <laughs> Let's see what the Hawkeyes – the Hawkeyes could be that Stanford. They could be that Stanford. They're a thorn in the side of Ohio State. We'll see. And it's not going to happen. It's not is it at Iowa? Is it, it at is Iowa? at Ohio State. It is at, oh. it's at the shoe. Okay. At the shoe. So, Hopefully that, that that does not happen to Iowa. Oof. After that, we have Clemson at 
excuse me, we have Syracuse at Clemson. Syracuse. Which we may see Babbers, uh, Dino's, um, Syracuse Orangemen may go down. True colors. Be interesting. Shining through. And the last game is our boy Lane at BK's oh. house. LSU. So I think that's going to be a House of game. Lane. You've never cheered harder for Old Miss. Oh my God! And you will this weekend. No, no. You know what? That's wrong. Actually, it was. I think it was the bowl game last year when the first oh. team that got hurt. Do you remember that? Or what was the bowl game? When and Chip- he wanted to go back in. No, no. This is at Mississippi. Oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I was cheering for that dude. You know. I'm just saying. Okay. There's, yes. There's yes. some. There's some meat Animosity. on the bone. Yes. Some meat on the bone of this game for you. Yes, there is. Me too. Yeah. I'm cheering for Lane House of Lane, especially versus Chip Kelly. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Yep. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you know Uh-oh. what that means? Uh oh. When the music comes on. Hey. It's time for deep thoughts. I feel like that uh, that that SNL skit they used to do with the dudes in the mirror. Yes, I forgot that. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, selfishly, um, if Notre Dame is an Irish, do they wow. celebrate? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Was- hey, Patrick's right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so unfortunately, um, selfishly, has nothing to do with football. I lost one of my best friends um, this week, uh, my 12 year old Rottweiler, Icy. Um, freaking, she was a great dog. Um, for all the dog lovers out there, there's nothing that compares to dog. We have cats too. That, I mean, we love our cats, but just dogs are just awesome. And she had an amazing story. I actually, was watching television one night and they had a news clip about this Rottweiler that had walked into a, or on the ice at a retention pond and fell through. And somebody called the fire department and the dog was treading water for about 30 minutes just to stay alive. So she was obviously a fighter and they wanted to rescue her. And I was watching it, freaking tears in my eyes and I, uh, I called up the, the shelter that they wound up taking her to. And they were like, you know, hey, we appreciate the call, but we got like a hundred people in line. So if you want to put your name on the list, I was like, okay, you know what, here, here's my name, but great, you know, she's gonna go to a great home. There's a hundred people ahead of me, that's fine. And then lo and behold, a couple of days later, they're like, hey, are you still interested? I'm like, sure. Went down there, had a chance to meet her. She was awesome. I still didn't get the, the opportunity to be her or her pops, uh, she went to a different home, but um, the the other home had a uh, a newborn, and I think she she may have knocked over the newborn by accident with her butt or something like that. So the mom was like, absolutely not. And so they called me back again. I was like, are you sure you are? I'm like, absolutely. So we had it for seven wow. years. Unfortunately, she she passed away a couple of days ago. So again, all those dog lovers out there understand what I'm talking about. They are best friends. They actually also choose us. And I just kind of wanted to kind of um, just kind of talk about her a little bit, kind of my therapy, a little bit more importantly, um, just let folks out there know that, you know, although we love football, we also love our pets a little bit more than 
football. And her name was Icy because of the whole ice. Nice. Uh, breaking through the icy, uh, the ice thing. So, look at you. You're creative with the name. Hey, man. Empathetic. Yes, dude. And now, connect- now we have a ten-year-old Wattweiler at, at home. Her name is Athena, and she's kind of walking around, like moping wow. around and stuff like that. So she's getting extra, extra love. So. So. The wife and Chris thinking of stepping back into this dog saving game. Uh, right now, where the plans are to see what because again, it just happened a couple weeks or excuse me, a couple days ago. We just kind of running crazy, so yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm so sorry for your loss, man. I am, sir. I'm finally in agreement with Logan Frost. Let's mark this on a calendar. (laughs) I do also agree that dogs are family members there's there's something so special about a dog and you sharing that means a lot to me because i was just talking about my dog with the guy that installed our um fireplace insert we got a wood burning stove because we cut down all those trees okay I didn't know that I got to wait a year to burn the wood from all the trees. I got to buy, I got to dye the wood. Oh my God. So long story short, I go and I'm, he's, he's putting it in and he starts like getting emotional as he's putting, I go, you're all right. He's like your dog, man. Your dog reminds me so much of my dog oh, that wow. I lost. Wow. And he started sharing it with me and he's like, I go, well, she's, He's like, what is she, four years old? I go, she's actually 10. He's like, she acts like, I go, she is like, and he's talking about her and you have that prideful moment. It's like, you love that dog, but he said something so good. And I think this is God's way of me sharing it with you. He said, cause I was, I was joking. I go, she's so great with the kids, everything, but she'll be quick to steal your food. You. You better she's stolen a lot of people's food and, right. of, and he said something really great i shared it with my wife over dinner tonight i was like you know what he said he goes yeah but all that food that she stole you'll never forget those stories and you'll miss that so much trust me and not to get you even oh, more he's emotional, right. He's right. He's right. but they are a part of the family and I love my dog, Shy, not named after the R&B group, and she ain't Shy. She was actually <laughs> named as a, I have Walter and Peyton the cats. Right, I remember that. And we have Shy named after Shy Town. There you that go. was her, my wife's agreement with that. My wife is the best. Gotta give her a shout out. Yes, but she is. I'm so sorry. She's gonna be upset when she hears this. Yeah. So maybe when we come to Chicago, Steph will have like this box with a puppy in it. Aww. <laughs> Please let me know beforehand because my wife will kill me if I bring something home. <laughs> like, oh hell, you're, like, you're, you're standing out there in the garage with the puppy. Hell His sir. name is Tape. His there name is Tape. There you go. Tape never lies. <laughs> I love you, Chris. Love you too, Another brother. great show. Lot of fun. Lot of laughs. Are you... Are you still watching the shows? Uh, I've been told, listen, Lord of the Rings, man. You got to watch it, Phil. So 
I'm sharing that with you. I, I over over House of the Dragon. No, not over it. Okay, I'm just right. saying. Hey, I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting for you to watch that, man. I'm watching that shit. I'm gonna religiously. catch religiously. Listen, my wife. Do you have any rules in your house? Like, watch a show, cheat on the wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, exactly. Don't watch it without me. Right. And then she's it's, it's falling says, asleep. Right. It's like, and I'm hey, all hey. into it. Oh, see, well, what I used to do. I'm like, what are you, are you off? Well, what I used to do was like, you know, when that would happen, it's like, oh, I fell asleep. It's like, oh, yeah, I did too. And I'm like, three more episodes. Uh, oh, yeah. Beyond where, where she's at. Where, right, exactly. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't you, see that. Then I got to ask you her. Oh my, oh, my, I didn't see that. Oh, my God, really? Come on. And then when I'm you, talking with my boys, I'm like, dude, did you see that? Oh my God, you know? You're playing it all. You play right. the acting role like right. you never I'm saw. I'm an actor, yes. The funny thing is, at least she will do the same thing, but she's always like, oh, I'll watch it again. Right. But it's like, but you already did it. Listen, you watched it. Sometimes I'll just do the recap, but there's certain shows I can't do the recap. I got to watch it. I'll but just watch it on my own and catch up. I know that Lord of the Rings. I think they're gonna have like a thousand series, a thousand um, seasons because they paid so much for it or something like that. Are they? Well, I, yeah, they paid like a shit ton of money. For, I think they raised everybody's Amazon Prime. That's uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Theme. That's the Lord. Forget of the it. Rings. I take back. No, I haven't seen <laughs> it yet. I'll let you know. I'm yeah. checking. I was checking my Amazon Prime. Uh huh. See, should I bet more or no? Right. Exactly. They but again, my kid House of the okay. Dragon. Okay. House of the Dragon. Yes. Yes. You thumbs up. Absolutely. Five thumbs up, man. It, how it many is... how many ripped t-shirts? How many cut off t-shirts do you give that one? Uh five? I definitely out of out of what? Five. Out of I five. I would say seven. And then so, oh, you're going over. Yeah, and I finished watching She Hulk. And I almost vomited. I mean, it was the worst really Marvel production ever. I gotta tell you a quick story ever. about She-Hulk. Please don't tell me you like it. No, I'm okay. sitting there watching it with the kids because it's Disney Plus. Right. Right? We're on episode one. Okay. And she's on this cliff with the Hulk, right? right. She's like, What a what a dick. Right. Such a, you're such a dick. Don't call right. me. I'm like, is this Disney? I'm right. trying to watch it with the kids. There's they're swearing. There's no forewarning here. Well, and then, but then I don't know if you, the rest of it, he put, he knocks her over and she, as she's falling, she gives him the finger. Yeah. I forgot about that part. And I'm then, glad you remember. In several other episodes, Steph she's is like, what's going on? Well, several, several other episodes past that, she's twerking. As she helped. Now, I don't know if she's having relations as the Hulk as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but, but again, but they're, they're actually holding true to the character, the comic character, because I didn't know there was a she Hulk. Yes. And and it's, 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 it's kind of rough because like a lot of folks don't know that she ever existed, but, and then they're kind of surprised that all this stuff is happening, but to their credit, they're, they're staying true to the actual character in in the um, in the comics, and as a matter of fact, she was with the Avengers at one point, and they actually kicked her out of the Avengers match because she was having too many dudes over, uh, oh, knocking dudes with them. Yes. Listen, Rob Grooms deserves the money. Oh, 
I'm 50 Rob, years old. Much. I don't want to be a fanboy, but I wrote my senior essay in college on Chris Zorge and his story. But he barely graduated college. But it's I, that well, story probably helped get him over the hump, Chris. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I hope so, because or was I was I the cause of him barely graduating? I wasn't sure if we're, where that. I went. gave you the positive. <laughs> well, thank you, Rob. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. And if you want to send it to me, you can send it to me at crz at chrisresorts.com. Not that you still have that, but if you happen to have love it on an old computer, I would love to check it out. CRZ. CRZ, my initials, at chrisresorts.com. There you go. Send Chris a message. Send Please him do. your papers. Yes, <laughs> send me all of your college papers. <laughs> Maybe he'll edit it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, exactly. I love you all. Thanks for jumping in the chat every week, honestly. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. I so look forward to interacting on this show to see where Chris, I honestly, Chris, have been practicing the last three weeks not to look at your list. I just send it right to oh, Russian Ronnie. Okay. Because I want to really? live it. And it's been, I've, I've discovered that I've had more fun when it's unveiled every Monday okay. or Tuesday. We'll be back next Tuesday. Yes. We got to bounce off the air now because the boys are coming up next. The A-team. Right. The fantasy for keeping it fantasy coming up next tomorrow night. We got former defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, Greg Blosh, coming on the show. Good, great guy. Great guy. Played oh, you know Greg. He played Notre Dame. He's a great player. Oh, you have a special message. Tell me that I. Gary, where are you? I don't know where Gary is, but I know Greg will be on the show tomorrow. Keep it locked in. Follow Chris Zorich on Twitter, Instagram, his Facebook, as well as his YouTube channel. And check out his show, uh, his own podcast, the Christopher Zorich Podcast. For Chris Zorich Podcast, but that's okay. Oh, the Chris Zorich pie. What was it? Cherie, I blame you. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> we'll be back next week, breaking it all down. And another exciting weekend of college football on this weekend. We'll be back covering it next Tuesday night. Set your alarms and your notifications for next Tuesday, the Super 16. Show. I got it out. You got it all out. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching the Super 16 Poll Show with Chris Zorich. Like, subscribe, and comment. This has been a special presentation of the Tape Never Lies Network. Performance over politics.